0: Well, we are in for a great morning in the Word of God today. have a great man of God with us <coughs> who uh, uh, has a rich history in uh, uh, the church, uh, leading churches. He's a pastor of pastors, has uh, got such an incredible rich legacy that he's leaving uh, in, his, uh, uh, in his wake almost. It's not that he's dead. I'm awake. I don't know how I get myself in these sorts of pickles, but I just managed to do it. I dig a hole, and there it is. <laughs> but uh, Pastor David O'Keefe is uh, an incredible man of God. Um, has pastored at churches uh, around Australia. Has been a missionary uh, overseas. Um, has uh, raised such an incredible family that are having such a great impact in the kingdom of God, and continue to do not just like. Um, His sons and and, uh, his his children, but his grandchildren as well, uh, and other extended members of his family are just incredibly involved in building the kingdom of God. And we're really privileged to have Pastor David here today. We welcome uh, Ruth as well as a part of uh, what you're doing. And uh, I'd love for you to speak into the life of Infused Church. Could we just stand and honour and uh, encourage Pastor David this morning? Thank you.
1: (laughs) Check that I've got it on. Is it on? Good. I had to be turned on. Bad joke, (laughs) folks. God's so good. You sang that last Sunday. God is so good. It has to be one of my favorite favorite songs. Forget whatever God has done or what you've heard. I just love the Lord. We've been, well, Ruth and I have been born and raised in Pentecost. In fact, we are blues supporters, you know, although we live in Queensland. We're the rebels. But we're so honoured to be here and we're so pleased to be here at this church. In fact, I've not been part of this church until Dean and Lisa came here, but I'd heard about it. Our nephew used to lead, uh, play the guitar in this church. I pastored the church in, in Melbourne that Robbie Santo came from, with his parents there, and so I've probably got a little bit more background. In fact, we've got more relatives in South Australia than we've got in Newcastle or Queensland uh, now. So we're here because I've got my Ed Harry's Mount Barker shirt on. <laughs> At its closing down sale, my DFO uh, pants here in South Australia I bought there. <laughs> but friends, it's, I'm just feeling at home. Right. There's one person I I want to. Gina, is Gina here? Gina, yeah, you're Gina. Yes. I can do it. <laughs> you didn't, but you did. Can you, with your husband, just come here? Twelve months ago, uh, well, when we came to this church, you were the lady that first made us feel welcome. That's great. We were sitting over there and you came to us. You invited us out there for free chips, <laughs> which were delicious. And your husband, I believe, was the cook. I came back here six months ago wanting to say that for the six months prior with our visit, you had been on my heart and my life and my prayer time. And I wanted to say that to you. I think you were holidaying or gallivanting somewhere, which I hope you enjoyed. But that's continued for this last next six months, that you have never been out of my heart and my mind and my prayer life. And I just want to pray the anointing of God to come upon you. You
0: You
1: have a hospitality gift, the boastful. I speak the very fullness and life of Christ and the power of the Holy Ghost into your life. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And there can be queries and there can be questions. I don't understand why I have had to be in intensive care three times. I don't understand that, but I do understand greater is he that is in me. I do understand that when they predicted I had two years to live, I'm now seven, past that. I believe in miracles. I don't understand, but I believe in the power of God and the impartation of the Spirit of God upon you both right now as husband and wife, because there are greater days ahead for you in God. And may you be a blessing in this house, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bless you. Thank you. Harry, I want to say to you, you're a man that gives courage. I felt you give, you give courage. We arrived here one Thursday, Dean and Lee, so we planning Youth Friday night. We were dragged along and we had to cook a roast dinner that night. Strange kitchen, didn't know who's what equipment. Harry comes along. Harry helps us. And that was our first encounter with Harry, which has been since. Gary and Jane, thank you. We love coming here. We feel the atmosphere. I'm a Holy Ghost man. I've been born and raised in the Holy Ghost. I am used to people being plastered all over the, over the altar. As kids, we would have to walk over them uh, to get to the back room of the church. We, you know, people laughing, people crying, people falling in church. Uh, I I am used to it. People laughing. Uh, we we would get to the second second verse of the second hymn and say, "Oh, there goes Phil." <laughs> and then uh, second third verse of another hymn, or oh, Mrs. Robinson. She had a message in tongues, and off off she would go. And we were raised with that. Yeah. I went to Toronto. I lay on the floor for an hour and a half under the power of God. I didn't laugh, I didn't cry, I didn't groan, I didn't get up and dance, but I want to tell you, folks, my hands were lifted for an hour and a half. Try and do that in your own strength. The power of God came through my fingers like tingling electricity to which I have never lost to this day. And again in the meeting this morning, that power of God was in my fingers and in my my hands that I knew. And when that happens, I feel like running around laying hands on everybody. (laughs) (laughs) But the second thing I want to say that I'm accustomed to, I don't like people sitting through sermons where I have to preach being sick. So if you feel you're not well and you need a touch from God, stand right now because I, I don't like people being sick while I preach. I want you to feel healed and whole and well and enjoy the rest of the service in the name of Jesus. Do we agree, church? Do they have to suffer and have a headache or have a backache or have what? I don't agree with that. i like you to be healed in the name of Jesus. And, Joe, last week you spoke with authority, such clarity and authority that you blessed me. We have common friends in Brisbane. In Jesus' name. May the miracle working power of God just flood through and up, up the back in Jesus' name. Receive, receive that healing now in Jesus' name. Just receive that. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. You know, Jesus never prayed for anyone. Go and check the scriptures. He never prayed for one living person. He said, be healed. In the name of Jesus, he said, rise. He never, he never, he touched them, but he, the disciples did, so I will pray because the disciples give me an example of that. But Jesus never touched. He spoke as a man with authority and power in the name of Jesus. And so, church, receive a miracle in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, and for the glory of God, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Last week, your pastor spoke to you to arise, church. Being a good, still Bible student, I've got my notes. (laughs) Point one was arise. You are called to arise. You weren't here last week because I was and I was looking for you. So, you know, pastoral care. It's called, you know, so here's your sermon. The second one was shine. Shine. Peter and John had been with Jesus and the presence of God was upon them. Oh, how I long to know that, that I have just been with Jesus. I've walked the paddocks of their little farmland praying, Speaking in tongues, singing in tongues, praying in tongues, just that I might be something of the impartation of Jesus. Forget who you see, please, folks. I'm not an orator. I just love Jesus. The last point was your light has come. Well, being part of Garden City Christian Church for many years, people were saying, oh, it's too big. It's a big church. I don't want to go to a big church. Well, I was driving back from Bow Desert. If anyone knows where Bow Desert is in relation to Brisbane, it's out west. And I was driving back. It's about an hour and a quarter's drive. And I was driving back, and I could see this glow in the sky. And I said to Ruth, "That must be Brisbane." And the Lord said to me, "The bigger the church, the bigger the shine. Look out, Mount Barker." If you're here because you don't like a big church, <laughs> get used to it because you're going to shine. Yeah. And I think the series that you're going to hear is, is relevant and appropriate. And I feel the word that I prepared, because six months ago, Pastor Gary said, next time you come at a little coffee shop down in the main street, next time you come, will you preach? I went home and I started to prepare them. This has not been preached before. This is a fresh sermon that I started to prepare. And I'm going to take you to one of my favourite psalms, one that you could probably all recite with me, not 23, um, but Psalm, Psalm 91. Oh, yes. <laughs> Psalm 91. Because during COVID last year, I kept praying, Lord, what is all this? And God gave me Psalm 91. And listen carefully. Listen just carefully. I'm not going to read it all. He who dwells in the secret place, note that, dwells in a secret place, of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Think of that. That's just so amazing. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. So I started to meditate. I said, well, Lord, where's my secret place? And the Lord just said to me, it's in him you live and move and have your being. In him, in Jesus. The New Testament. Did you know in that it says secret place of the most high? Most high is Elion, the Supreme Monarch. He who dwells in the secret place of the supreme monarch. Have you got that? He who dwells in the secret place of of the Most High. I've forgotten my my. Where's Paul? He had he had um, hammers and things. Oh, don't tell me I've lost it. I didn't bring it. Ah. I went out and spent three dollars <laughs> in Mount Barker to get one of those hats that you put on that comes out like an umbrella. You know, the, I was in Australia day, and I thought, Australia would be the best country in the world, so why, you know, to represent that that being the secret place. Now, while it was a stupid little gimmick thing, it was the picture that I'm trying to get, yeah. that it's in him, yeah. under this umbrella, yeah. in the armour of God. Yeah. You see, I believe that I live in the armour of God. We were on a bus trip one day and one of the senior ladies came up and she says, oh, I didn't put on my armour this morning when I woke up. I said, what's wrong with you, lady? I live in mine. I took to bed with me last night. I don't have to put it on every day. I'm in it. And so here's this, this picture, being in the most high. Is that coming up? Secret placement? Yes. Oh, it's working, Dean. (laughs) Then it comes down to, of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty El Shaddai. No, Shaddai, yes, suggests a mighty, powerful God, the God who parted the sea and controls all of creation. How's that? Controls all of creation. Shaddai. So here we've got the supreme monarch, the one who is all creative, powerful God, who is at the beginning of this Psalm 91. I will say of the Lord, Yahweh, Jehovah, Yahweh, He is the God who knows every hair on your head or maybe hair that's not there anymore. I've got a Pope's cap. (laughs) Yahweh, who knows everything. Then in verse 2, it goes on and says, my God in whom I am. Trust my God, Elohim, Theos, the one who is first, the plural word for God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I believe we are privileged people to live in the power of a triune, wonderful God and the power of the Holy Spirit. The psalmist is proclaiming that God is whom he trusts. So here in the start of this Psalm 91, before it goes on with anything, we've got this supreme monarch, a mighty, powerful God, Yahweh who knows everything, and Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Hey, don't you feel good today? Don't you feel special that we have got the privilege of this in psalm 91 and god just gave that that to me the god who was faithful to his creation and what does it go on and say that he'll deliver you he'll cover you he will be your shield and buckler shall you shall not be afraid a thousand shall fall at your right hand and you know there are things in here that i don't fully understand as i said earlier when I I was praying, that I've had to be in ICU with um, coronary heart disease three times and, uh, you know, all sorts of things. But still, in him I live and move and have my being because the other side of that, there is no good alternative. There's no good alternative in him. But what I like is in verse 9, it says, Because you have made the Lord, Yahweh, even the Most High, the Supreme Monarch, right, Yahweh, and the Supreme, your dwelling place. Folks, we just need to have that in our spirit, that divine dwelling place. That Yahweh, when we wake up in the morning to be able to sing his praise. Now, let me see this side of the church is more. I love to, sorry, not you, Joe, you're younger, but I love to put on a gaither tape and sit in the presence of God and worship with that of the worship that I've been brought up with and accustomed to. Nothing wrong. We go to Hillsong Church. It's a new song every week. (laughs) I said to Luke this morning, I don't know all the songs you sing except Blessed Assurance. (laughs) How, How wonderful is that? We sing it a bit faster than you. Yeah. Yeah. But he said, because you have made the Lord, Yahweh, who is my refuge, even the Most High, the Supreme Monarch, your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you. He gives his angels charge over you. And I emphatically believe that, totally emphatically believe that. In fact, I've experienced it. it wasn't in my notes. As a young 22-year-old in Papua New Guinea, teaching school at a mission station called Kasambuk, I was called into an education meeting. Uh, on our mission station at Hayfield, and one of the missionaries said to me, oh, Dave, before you go back, I was a bachelor boy, before you go back to the station, uh, will you stop and have dinner with us? And I, I agreed to that, which, but it meant I had to ride a Honda 90, step through, 22 miles on a horrible gravel road, all the way back to my mission station. At night, Well, what happened is that the bike got a puncture and I was just not too many kilometres out of Hayfield and I had to push it to the closest village and I left the bike there. And I knew if I left my groceries there and if I left my helmet there and my briefcase there, it wouldn't be there in the morning. So here's David with his box of groceries, his helmet on top and his briefcase, in one hand, walking down the Sepik Highway. And I came across, we called it a water boom. It was a waterway and I I got across that and there was a little hamlet there and a guy said to me, who's that? Who goes there? I said, me, all." He said, white man. I said, yes. He said, you've got shoe? I said, yes. He said, oh, snake, he won't eat you. He won't bite you. I thought, dear God, that's all I needed to hear. <laughs> well, you never heard of anyone praying like I prayed because I knew I had to go through the Kunai Flats on a straight and up through mountain areas to get to a mission station called w- uh, Wingay, where Ron and Shirley Marlowe were stationed. And I had to carry my bag, my box, my helmet all the way up that hill. You know, I can't remember leaving that flat. See, death adders used to come out at night and and on the road to keep warm on the hot road. And I knew that I had run over death adders on that road. And so I'm walking and I prayed like you wouldn't believe. But all I can remember is that I got to the bottom of the hill where I had to walk up to the mission station when I got there Ron and Shirley Marlowe was having a prayer meeting in their church. I sat up the back of that church and I shook. Do you know, I never told anyone that story for 10 years because I didn't feel people would believe me. The next day, Ron took me down in the jeep, an old pre-war jeep, no sides on it. I clocked four miles on the his metre, that I do not know what happened. And I can only say that's as true as I stand here, folks. I understand the anointing and the power of God, and that's why I can stand here today. You know, to illustrate this secret place a little bit, let's go back to Egypt with the children of Israel leaving. I just recently watched the Ten Commandments. Isn't it a long thing? But it's good. And we got to the port where they splattered all the blood over the doorposts and the lintels and everything, and inside was the secret place. And as that shadowy black death, spirit of death, came around in it, there was no fear because they were in the secret place just to give a little a little picture, a little idea. But then the the Lord started to put things, unfold things to me about the New Testament, about the new relationship. It's no longer I that lives. So I live under this canopy. I live under this shelter. It's no longer I that lives but Christ. Who lives in me? Christ who lives in me. And one John 4, 1 John 1:7 1, says, "And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin." I want you to know, folks that these scriptures that are coming now are my confessions. Hmm? It's my catechism that I've developed over the years. Ephesians 2 6, and I love this one. And has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. In. Not under, but in. How how do you describe being in? I'm not on his knee. I mean, if, if Gary was, was Jesus and I went to sit on his knee, it would look pretty horrible, wouldn't it? <laughs> and nor could I climb inside of him. But the Scripture gives us that beautiful picture that we are in him, in Christ Jesus. And, of course, Ephesians 1 and verse 3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Here's that word in again. In. So that you that needed prayer this morning, you're in. You're in. How wonderful is that? You're in. Yeah. Yeah. Ephesians, again, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin. How wonderful is that? Through his blood. What about that old song? You sing Blessed Assurance so I can come up. There's power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the lamb. Yeah. Yes, I can't strike the note at all how good it is. Yeah, there's power. Would you be free from your burden of sin? There's power in the blood. Our pastor, when we were kids, he used to sing, would you be free from your bourbon and gin? There's power in the blood. <laughs> yes. Now every time you sing that, you're going to think of that, aren't you? Yeah. 1 John 4, 4, folks, greater is he that is in you. Yeah, come on. That word in again? Yeah. In you than he that is in the world. Oh, I love that. So any weapon that tries, greater is he that is yeah. in, in you, yeah. Yeah. in you than he that is in the world. And so Isaiah 54, of verse 17, comes to prominence in my confession. Therefore, no weapon formed against me can prosper. You getting, getting that? No weapon. Sickness may come. Tragedy may come. Situations that I've had to go through may come. But it ain't prospering. Because I'm going to live above those things. I'm going to live beyond. I'm not saying saying it won't. And I like this. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. So next time your pastor asks you, will you do a certain job or would you take over some ministry in here oh i can do all things through christ strength. yes pastor i'll be able to do that for you amen amen that's good i love the cop out i'll pray about it oh super (laughs) spiro i've been around too long in pastoral ministry too sorry folks So in him, I go back to where it started. I live and move and have my being. In him is where the whole crux of abiding under the shadow and the shelter of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my strength, my God in whom I trust. Here's my confession. Will you listen to this? Can that come up? He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. This promise is mine because I have been crucified with Christ and it's no longer I who lives but Christ lives in me and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. In him we have redemption through the blood, uh, through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, and has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Therefore, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So no weapon formed against you shall prosper, which means I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me because in him I live and move and have my being. Yeah. Can I change that a little? Can I take the liberty of now reading it the way I say it? Mm-hmm. He who dwells, David, who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, This promise is mine because I have been crucified with Christ and it's no longer I who lives, but Christ lives in me. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. In him I have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin, and has raised me up together and made me sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, who has blessed me, me, from Queensland, yeah. who has blessed me, I've lost my place. With every spiritual blessing. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Can you think of every spiritual blessing? What goes through your mind when you meditate on that? Wow. May I love to sit and meditate. Yeah. Learn to get into Ephesians and pray the Scriptures. Yeah. Wonderful. Bless me with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Therefore, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So no weapon formed against me shall prosper, which means I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because in him I live, I move, and I have my being. Have you got the picture this morning? As you arise, this is you. This is you when you go into Woolworths shopping. This is you when you go into Aldi. Sorry, I was taught to say Mr. Aldi. Or Coles. Or your workplace. Don't see your workplace as a workplace. See it as a mission field. I love to go in and just... I'm a believer in everywhere I go, I carry the presence of God. Okay? So I, um, we've run many children's camps. It was my aim that in Jesus' name I touched every child. Touched every child. We've run multiple, multiple um, English conversation programs in Thailand with thousands of people over the years touching. I've made my aim to touch everyone in the name of Jesus. We went into the pagoda where they're going to bury the queen of Thailand when she passes away and I started to hum amazing grace in there. One of our team picked it up and we all started to sing amazing grace in this pagoda that's going to house the the body of, of the queen of Thailand. You should have heard that song. I've never heard it. The presence of God. I'll go into the Buddhist temples because I'm carrying the king. I'm carrying his presence. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Greater is he that is in me. So here, Amen. I'm not afraid of that. What am I saying to you as church at Mount Barker today? I want you to realise who you are in Christ. As you arise... Realise who you are. Blessed my heart on, was it Thursday night, We Friday night? What night did we go for dinner? The men. Friday, Friday night. And sitting beside me, one of the guys, and I won't mention his name, sitting beside me said he'd been out in the street to just bless and touch people. Hey, that's good. Try to do an open air like we used to do years ago. No, they're gone. But go out and be a blessing. Make a cake for a neighbour. Pray over the cake. Bless it in the name of Jesus. Do something. That is, that's all you, you can do. You're a carrier. I'm not a corona carrier, but I'm a Jesus carrier. I carry his presence with me. Look out. Here comes King David. Yeah. Yes, right. Hey, King Gary. Yeah. Arise who you are. That confession I put up there, folks, that has taken a lifetime to germinate. That's not something that's come. That's a lifetime of germination in God. Remember to pick it up. Realise who you are in Christ. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean... You're not humble. We are humble servants of the Lord. Yeah. We're sons of the living God with a spirit of humility. That's who we are. Realise who you are. But oh, I like this one. Realise that you are covered with the robes of righteousness. I love that covered with a robe of righteousness. Oh, I could just see all the robes of righteousness this morning. Realize no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Hey, no weapon. You're not going to prosper, heart condition. Every time I take communion, I take communion confessing healing. Mm Mm-hmm. What a wonderful rendition of communion this morning. Thank you for that. I appreciated your insight. Beautiful. And the fourth point I want you to, to leave you with is, in him, we live and we move and we have our being. Analyze that, take it from there. This is Christianity. And it's yours. If you do not know Jesus today, you can have this. You can have like that little invisible umbrella over you. Now, if you're not you don't know Jesus, don't look at me for perfection. I know someone who went looking. For the perfect church. I said, well, tell me where it is. I won't go near it. Mm-hmm. I think this is just great. Folks, in Jesus' name, Father, may the power and the anointing of the Spirit of the Lord just bless this people as they go out into their workplaces and into their, their fields today, their harvest fields, their missionary fields, Father, in Jesus' name, may they just be blessed of you. Thank you for this church. Thank you for its influence. Thank you for its years of service and commitment. Father, we pray your blessing over Pastor Gary and Jane. Bless them abundantly in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.